Welcome to Bethel Cleveland's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy today's message. For more information on this podcast and other resources, please go to BethelCleveland.com. It's going to be seen. It's going to be on this side of the grass. Oh, this is going to be a rough crowd this morning. All right. All righty. Hi over there. How are you? It's good seeing you. He's got the cheap seats right over there, man. Uh, it's so good to be with you. It really is. Hey, today uh, we've been, this month, uh, our theme for the year uh, 2021 is Stronger Together. And uh, uh, for February, it's, our theme has been Love Together. And uh, in the midst of, of loving together, being able to come together and to, to be a part of uh, this, uh, this local community, this local church, and being able to jump in and to serve and to help us love people better and to help us love one another. And, and so this is volunteer month as well, and we've really been encouraging you, you know, each Sunday to get involved somehow, some way. We need, uh, we need your help. I, I, I like what uh, I was listening to an interview by uh, Joel Houston from Hillsong United, and uh, in the midst of, uh, of him speaking, he made this statement. He said he realized that, that God doesn't need him, but that God wants him. And I thought, man, that is, that's so good. You know, God can choose to use any, anybody, but he wants me. He wants me. You know, and, and, I, and, I, and I think we feel the same here. We, we don't need you. We want you to be a part. We want you to be a part of what God's doing here in this local church. And so I want to speak the, this morning about, uh, about serving, about giving, about giving of our, of our talents and our gifts. And, and I promise I won't guilt you. I promise I won't make you feel bad at the end of the service. So don't worry about that. Because um, I, I really want, um, as it says in 3 John uh, verse 1, it says, I pray that... You prosper in all things and in health, even as your soul prospers. And I think that's the most important thing is that, man, we, we do want you to be a part of, of Bethel Cleveland. And you're watching online. We want you to be a part of Bethel Cleveland, however it makes sense for you as well. But, but one of the most things is we want you to be healthy believers. We want, you, we want to be a healthy community. And, and so, you know, one of the most important things to us as a leadership here is that we, our, our soul would prosper. And we just believe that as our souls prosper, then we just give out of that outflow and we want to give and we want to help. So if you have your Bibles, let's talk, let's turn to uh, Matthew 25. And we are going to look at a parable that Jesus was uh, talking about, and I'm going to go down here and grab my water real quick while you're turning to Matthew 25. We're going to start in verse 14, and it is uh, the parable of the talents. And when you got it, say amen. Matthew, first book of the New Testament. I got a prophetic word once, this prophet calls me out, and he says, uh, he, he, was, he was giving this prophetic word to me, and, and he's like, uh, 
the first book of the New Testament, uh, the first book, who is that? And I, I just went blank, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, who, who is it? You know, I'm like, oh, it's Matthew. He's like, yeah, Matthew. And I'm like, is there a Matthew in your life? Like, yeah, my son. So I got all confused about the first book of the New Testament. I don't know who it is. Uh, don't ask me tough questions like that. All right, let's read. I don't have much time. Worship team took up too much time. Oh, no, it was so good. <laughs> no, I was, in, I was in control letting them go. I had the mic. I would have let them go the whole time. All righty, verse 14. A little bit long, so just bear with me. If you've got a cup of coffee, just sip on that there for your latte. Sit back, enjoy, and let me read this to you. For it was just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves or servants and entrusted his possessions to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to another one. Each according to his own ability, and he went on his journey. Immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who received the one talent went away and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. And the one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22, the one also who had received two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted me two talents. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done. Good and faithful slave, you were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you do not scatter, reaping where you do not sow, and gathering where you do not, where you scattered no seed. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Verse 25, and I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, you wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I do not sow and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has, who has shall more be given and he shall have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away and cast out the worthless slave into the outer darkness in that place where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Sounds a little harsh there at the end. But Jesus, if we, if we put into context of what's, what is going on, Jesus is in, uh, in, this, in this mode of teaching some parables. Matthew is capturing Jesus' teaching at this moment, and he's, he's given us back in, verse, in, in chapter 24 the parable of the fig tree and, and, and talking about being ready, and then right before this passage of Scripture, 
starting in, in, chap, in verse 1 of chapter 25. He's talking about the, the, the virgins, the ten virgins. And then he moves on into this parable talking about, about the talents. And, and in the time and in this day, it, it was, there was a caste system in, in, in the time in which Jesus is, is speaking. So we've got a master and we've got a, a slave or, or a servant. And, and he's teaching in this time of this, of this caste system and, and you know, where you were regulated to the social or economical status or level that you were born into. And so he's speaking in this, this manner because, you know, we, we get an, even an example of this that at times when, when Jesus heals people, some people are named and, and other people are not. And, and like uh, the, the, the woman at the well, what was, what was her name? Um, yeah, the woman at the well, that was her name. Um, or, or the, the uh, woman with the issue of blood, I forgot her name too. Do you do you? Someone help me out. What was her name? Yeah, we we don't. Yeah, it was the issue with the one with the issue of blood. You know, but but Zacchaeus happened to have a name, and uh, you know we know Zacchaeus came down and went, and there were others that were named kind of based on their their class and their social standing within society. And so Jesus is talking and and laying out this parable uh, about and, and, and teaching. You know, in a time when there was a class system. And, and really, this is uh, this can be seen as in, this. Really, this this passage of scripture and this parables has has many angles, many facets, many many ways that we can look at it and interpret. And I think I think it was written for us to look at it in in multiple ways and to to look at it from this side and then this side and, and another side. And we can we can understand that Jesus is talking that hey there that 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 the master is 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 Jesus and he's come and he's given us those that were, weren't worthy, those that, that didn't deserve anything, those that were of a lower class or those that even had, he came and he said, hey, here, I have given you something that you don't deserve. This were slaves. These were servants. They didn't deserve the five talents, the two talents, the one talents. They were, they were basically owned and they were servants and working for their master. But the master came and recognized their condition, recognized where they were at in the system and said, hey, I am going to give you something that you do not deserve. Just as Jesus came and gave us life and gave us hope and gave us his father gave us his son who we did not deserve we should have paid the punishment of our own sin but he came and he gave us the greatest gift that there was to give to a servant that didn't deserve it he gave us his son and so it's 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 really a big big picture i even think that we see this this kind of playing out even in the last couple verses of this that I just read, you know, from, hey, those that take the gift that, that's been given to them, that which Jesus came and died because it's a gift for each and every one of us to receive. And if we don't receive that gift and acknowledge that gift, then those servants will be cast out into outer darkest darkness and with gnashing of teeth. And I mean, that, that sounds bad, but the one that does receive this gift and takes it and uses it and stewards it and, and appropriates it to our life, there is abundant life and we enter into the joy of the master and, and we get to partake of this amazing gift. Are you tracking with me? Are you following with me? What I'm saying and, and so this parable that, that Matthew is telling in the chap, 
25th chapter of his book is, is really talking about that. And, and, and yes, I, I want us to look at it from, from that angle, but I also want us to look at what we have been given and what we are stewarding because I think that we can also look at this, this, there's another side of this coin that we all have been given a gifts. I think Romans 12, starting in verse 6, talks about it, right? It, it says that we've all been given, been given a gift, and, and, and it says there, and since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let each exercise them accordingly, if prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, if service in his serving, or he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, and he who gives, and it, and it goes on. But, but the point is, is that every one of us has been given uh, a gift, and, and how we, we steward that gift is, is really, really important. Some of us have been, you know, given the gift of cooking. My wife is a great cook. She's watching right now. Hi, honey. Watching online. She's praying for me. Thank you. She's an amazing cook. Doesn't cook often enough. It's my birthday and I get a pie. She's an amazing pie maker. I mean, like, she don't buy crust. Sorry, sorry, ladies, if you buy crust. She don't buy crust, man. She makes those crusts are flaky. They're perfect. They're just right. And she makes me a chocolate cream pie. And I love you for it. She's an amazing, you know, cook. And, and you know, sometimes you go to those church potlucks, man. You just don't know. Some people think they have the gift to cook, and they don't. You know, you, you ever been to one of those potlucks, you know? I, I won't say, you know, I don't won't want to call out any names. But you're just like, yeah, honey, I'm just going to eat your food that you bring you know some people have the gift of business you know they can just take something and make you know they can just make business you know make it work and make it sing and make it hum and some people have the gift of money right you know they just know how to make money you could take them set them on a you know uh, an abandoned island with nothing and you know and in six months they're going to be millionaires and you know have you been around those people they just have that ability to 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 make money some of you know have have they're great with numbers some people are great with words you know they just they just know how to put words together just great orators just great in their communication skills and and uh, English and uh, I that that gift slipped me somewhere left me didn't 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 get imparted to me but uh, you know we understand that we can look around and we can recognize that you know, that some people just have just just have gifts that just stand out technology poor Aaron over there on the camera man I can't figure out technology to save my life. And he, I can explain, he can explain it to me over and over and over again. And I'm like, you know, and I just get so, fr I can build a home, but I can't put two, two lights together with these clips or whatever. I was just down there last night trying to put these, these, uh, what kind of clips are they? What kind of lights? LED lights, you know, so I can have some like cool lighting in my basement. I'm, I'm refinishing and I, he gave them to me and I, tried putting them up and I busted busted a clip and I had to go back to him and tell him like I busted this clip so he here's a new clip this is how you do it da, 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 da. and I'm like all right yeah I got it I can do that I, I built a whole home I can do that I tell you what I spent 45 minutes yesterday trying to put these clips together on these led lights I was just like 
I can't ask that guy to come down to my house and drive an hour to put a clip together. But we may need to talk. But you understand, people have just, you know, you've been around those people that just have that, that gift, you know. And, 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 and wives, you're looking at your husband, you know, just praying, laying hands like you wish they had a, some type of a gift to fix things around the house. And, and they, just, they just don't, you know, they just don't. But we can, we, we understand that. The challenge that, that happens for us at times is that we begin to compare our gifts. Man, I look at Aaron and I'm like, please, Lord, I'd love just to have a little bit of technology. I'd love to be able to understand just some way to way, you know, Andy Mason, could you just come to my house and help me with my network? That's all I want. I can't figure it out to save my life. And, 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 and I, you can, it's easy to kind of like, I wish I was like them. I wish I was like her. Why? Why? And then we begin to ask questions. Why, Lord, did you bless them and you didn't bless me seemingly? I, I, I love reading about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial people and and uh, uh, you know biographies of you know Jeff Bezos or whoever it might be. And I was I was watching this this short video on Elon Musk and and just you know hey where did this guy come from? How did you know he become you know the wealthiest man in the world now? And so I was watching this little short video on on him and and they were just saying you know at age eleven I guess he already wrote his own like massive program and was selling it and somebody was buying it at age eleven or something like that. And I'm like, well no wonder he's worth billions. I mean like God I didn't get that. You know, like, I mean, I don't have a, I don't have a snowball chance in wherever. And, 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 and you're like, man, that's, that's unfair. I don't ever have a shot to be the wealthiest guy in the world because I can't write programs. I'm not like Bill Gates and, you know, some brainiac and all of these people. And so we get into this place of comparing ourselves that I look at, at Josh and I wish I was like Josh and Josh probably wishes he was like, you know, Christopher and, you know, and, and, the, and, the, and the chain goes on. And that's a dangerous place for us to, to, to live. We may not all start with the same amount. Five talents, two talents, one talent. But we all have the same opportunity with the talent that we've been given. That's important. It's important in this message that we've all have the same opportunity. God, it, it, you know, look, look in, in there, it says that he gave to their ability. We, we often will look and say, well, why does God prefer them over me because he's given them five and he's given only me two. We each have the same opportunity, but it says in the, in the scripture, it says that he gave according to his ability. So if I, as I was looking at that and I was thinking, thinking and pondering that in this ability, I was, I was thinking, obviously he must be observing what I'm doing. How am I stewarding what I have? How am I taking the gift and the talent that he has given me? 
and, and, and then he will give according to my ability of what I have already done. Listen to me. God is watching us. God's watching what we have and what he has given to us already. You understand that in this passage, they were, they were servants. They served a master. And so the master was watching and observing in this parable what, what his servants were doing. Like, wow, hey, you know what? This guy over here, man, he's working hard. He takes initiative. He, you know, he, he, he goes above and beyond. I'm going to give this guy five talents because I have been watching him. And we get all disgruntled because this person's being blessed and I seemingly am not. And we keep looking out our window wondering why they get blessed and I don't. Well, maybe it's because that we are not, we are not taking the opportunities that God has given us and using them, but that we may be squandering them. So we look and we get into this comparison. Tell you, comparison is the thief of contentment. Comparison is a dangerous place to be. I don't know why he's he's created me to look so good, but he has. And I just I don't know why you're laughing down there on the front row. My wife is probably shaking her head. But we get into this comparison game. And it's so dangerous because we tend to want to throw in the towel and give up because I don't have a chance and it feels unfair and it feels this or it feels that. But every single one of us has the same opportunity and God is watching us. We, we often want, we want the oak tree, but we won't nurture the acorn that he's given us. He's placed an acorn in me. And all I can do is keep looking at other people's oak trees. Wishing that I had what they had when God said, I've given you your own acorn to steward, to nurture, to water. And it's what are we doing with that? It says that in Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, that God goes to and fro looking upon the earth to those that he can show himself strong through. He's looking for individuals that he can show himself strong through. He's looking with, for individuals that can manage five talents, that can manage two talents. He's looking for us right now and saying, hey, I want to do something amazing in your life. I want to give you these opportunities. I want to open up these doors for you, but I need to know, you need to know, will you take these opportunities, this acorn that I'm going to put in your hand, and will you allow it to journey? grow and will you nurture it he's looking for individuals like that there's dreams in your heart and man there's been circumstances in your life that that have tried to kill those dreams 
words or teachers that have spoken things in your life that have germinated. Relationships that have gone south that are still haunting us to this day. But God's saying, nah, don't let those things cloud out and stunt the opportunities and the gifts that I've given you. We've got to rise above that and recognize that the one who has come, he can heal, he can deliver us, he can set us free from those past things because the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to take that acorn with us and he wants to squash it. And we let fear we let fear destroy our opportunities. It doesn't matter what we start with. It's what we end with. These guys all knew. They all knew the master. They all knew that he was a he was a shrewd businessman. They all knew that he, he reaped where he didn't sow. He gathered where he didn't scatter. They, know that they knew the type of man that he was, and so they responded accordingly. The one with five, the one with two, they, they knew this. And so they, they didn't squander the opportunity that was given to them. The man with one was afraid. And so he buried it. And out of fear, fear causes paralysis. Fear will cause us to, 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 to become idle. Fear will cause us to stay in the same place. Fear will cause us to shrink back instead of moving forward. Fear of the unknown. Fear of I've never done it this way before. Some of you guys are stuck in a pattern of this is the way I've always done it. And you're staying at the same level. You're, you're plateaued because you have a mindset that I can't step out and do something different because that's scary and I've never been there before and I don't have the education and I don't know the terms and I don't have the money and I don't have this and, and I can't hire more employees because what if this happens or that happens or I can't you know go here or do this because of this and this and this. We have it all and fear can, can, allows us, keeps us, Staying right in the exact same place. And we don't move forward in our, in, in, in our walk with the Lord. We don't move forward and prosper in areas of our life because I believe God wants us to prosper. And be in good health. Even as your soul prospers. He wants you to prosper in soul. He wants you to prosper in health. I believe he wants you to prosper in every area of your life. What are we doing with the opportunities that he has given us? I think it's interesting, though, that as we do, and we're on this term of prospering, it says that, that looking and we read those last verses there in that parable, 28, 29, 30, and we recognize that, hey, the one that, that, that took five, 
it, 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 and it doubled to 10, and, and the master comes to him, and he says, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. And if we're looking at it with spiritual eyes, we're thinking, man, I've lived a good life. I'm going to die. I'm going to go to heaven, and Jesus is going to welcome me in, right? I also think that if we can take our spiritual eyes and, and convert them to, to our everyday living, I think that God's also wanting us to say, well done, you have taken opportunities that I have given you. You have taken the gifts that I have given you and you have multiplied them for the furtherance of my kingdom. And now I am going to allow you to partake of the, mas the blessing of the master. The blessings, I, I, I'm taking liberty. Pastor Steve will be back next week. He can clean this up. <laughs> but I think that, I think that we can take, take the liberty of saying, that, hey, there are earthly blessings as we manage and submit un, and work unto the Lord. There are blessings that come. And welcome into the, to the joy of the master. At the same time, we can also say those that squandered the, the man with one talent that did nothing with it. It says if we put our spiritual eyes, we can say, oh man, if we don't accept Jesus Christ, if we don't accept the gift of God's son into our life and receive him, we'll go to hell. Man, he uses strong language there. You know, there's going to be gnashing of teeth. I also think that there's this element in the, nat in, in the natural that if we are squandering we're squandering what God has given us. I hate to use the words, you know, I hate to use words negative for God. It goes against my grain. I think, because I think we serve a good God. I think we serve a happy father. Uh, I think we serve an amazing. But is there, is there frustration? Is there frustration on God's part because we're, he's given us something and we keep burying it and burying it. We keep looking at our neighbor and he said, Jerry, I have given you something. Take it. Why are you squandering it? Why are you burying this? I, you keep asking and praying and I keep putting it there and I keep sending people into your life and I keep opening doors for you and you keep saying, no, why are you taking the gift that's in you. I got four minutes. Many people, not many, I don't know, on occasions, people will ask me, you know, hey, how did, you know, how, how did, how did the opportunities come, come for you in your life? You know, how did you, you know, able to go here and get there and do this and do that? And, and, and you know, the, the answer is always easy. I just say yes. I say yes. Graham Cook, I think, you know, he confirmed it for me. Thank goodness for Graham. He said, he spiritualized it and said that it's always a yes in the kingdom until God says no. And so I say yes to every opportunity that comes my way. And I hope, and it's my prayer, that I live in, in 
close enough communion with, with Holy Spirit that when I see him close a door that I don't push in, even when I said yes, if I know he closes a door, that I step back and go in a different direction. See, I, I believe that he wants to, to fulfill the dreams of my heart. I just believe that about, about my father. He wants to give me the desires of my heart. So I think it, somewhere in there it says that in the Bible. But I also know that I need to live in such communion in a, in a relationship with him that I'm also obedient to be able to say, man, that looks amazing. God, why, why I want to go there? But when he shuts the door that I'll step back and go a different direction. But I always say yes. I always say yes. And I think God's looking for our yes. He's looking for a yes in you, for opportunities in your own personal life, opportunities for, for advancement for you, opportunities for growth in you. He's looking to bless you and he's giving, he's put acorns inside of you and he's wanting to bless that. He's looking for our yes. He's looking, we're looking for your yes here in this church. We need you. We need you. We want you. We want your help. We really do. I mean, can you imagine? We, we had Sulemi back there on Pro Presenter today. I don't know where she's at. She's by somewhere. She's on a camera. She went from Pro Presenter, now running a camera back there. <laughs> Sulemi. Can you imagine what it would be like trying to worship without the words to that last song or that, that second to the last song that we never sang before? You guys would all be turning around doing this number. You know how we do that? We turn around, we look at the sound booth when something isn't going right, and we stare at them. What about Jack running, the, running back there? Brand new, has been running the, the, our front of the house board for a couple, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks. He's been in training for several months, and now he's running our board back there. Thank you, thank you, Jack, for doing that. Erica, right here, she's been serving up here. None, let, just so you know, none of these musicians get paid. None of them. They've never gotten paid. Right? Okay, just making sure. <laughs> I want to be accurate. Every week, every week Erica's up here. Every week, Jonathan Conway is there playing the drums. One of the best drummers in this city, by far. We got Joseph over here that's, that's so faithful. And, and, and Anthony, you don't know Anthony. He usually plays at Middleburg Heights. I, some we probably had a need this morning. But, you know, there's, there's this, these guys give faithfully every single week. Do you enjoy worship? Yeah, I enjoy worship too. What would it be if these guys weren't up here? They said yes. They took the, they took the gift that God, that God gave them and they said yes. Every week they say yes. Josh Vandergraaf right here, he's our utility player, man. He'll run camera, he'll be seating people, he'll be cleaning toilets, he'll be shaking hands. The guy is our utility player. Aaron Powell right over here on this camera right here. He came to us couple years ago, had an encounter with the Lord. See him right up here? Had an encounter with the Lord and he came to us and he said, hey, he said, I have some gifts that I think you could, you could use. 
and I would love to offer them to you. And, you know, I'm like, hey, I run the finances here in the church. And I'm like, we, we, we can't afford to pay you right now. He's like, oh, no, 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 I, I, don't, I don't want to. I, I don't want paid. I just want to offer my, my gifts. I'm like, oh, you know, what's that look like, you know? I'm like, da 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 and, you know, he, he, the cameras and, and that. And 20 hours a week for free for months and months and months. I think he knew what he was doing. He got us so far down the road, like, this is amazing. We're like, yeah, we're going to have to, if this guy quits, we're going to be up a paddle without a, without an oar, man. It's like, or up a creek with, I don't know, something. We're going to be, we're going to be in deep, deep waters if, if we don't hire this guy. He worked himself right into a job, but that wasn't his goal. I know this guy's heart. His, his heart, he had an encounter and wanted to serve. And he saw a need and he knew he had a gift and he gave that gift. Rachel, tell Joel, I'll be just a few more minutes. And now, so we hired him part-time and you see what, you know, where would we have been without Aaron and the team that he raised up during this COVID season? And when there became a need, and when, when, when Aaron stepped up to the plate and said, I want to offer my gifts to you, we had another couple in the, in the church that said, that we went to and said, hey, we've got somebody willing to, to bring our whole video to the next level. Will you help us financially? And they said, yes, because they had a gift of making money. And they took their gift of making money and said, I can use it here. And so now I've got somebody that knows how to use cameras and I got somebody over here with a gift to make money and the two of them came together and now I think we're putting, we're putting something together online that is amazing. It's amazing. Thank you, Aaron. You know, thank his, his, his wife back here, Danielle, for all the time that he commits to this church with like two dozen kids or something that he has. No, he's got a lot, like 10, 10 kids. What's your excuse? I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle, because you're a part of it. You're a part of it. And, you know, I could go on. I mean, Don back there, gift, you know, greeting people and shaking hands. He knows everybody's name. Always, always greets me by my name. I noticed that. Brittany over here, back here greeting people when they walk in your smiling face it makes a difference and you said yes Sharon Sharon back here on the back row she always sits on the very back row back here right back here here's Sharon here's Sharon this is amazing Sharon right here right here always always right here second seat from the end and she serves out there back before COVID, you know, always serving up the coffee and the donuts or running a team and making sure it's happening. We love Sharon and she's been doing it for years and years and years. She said, she said, yes. Yvette, Yvette's served for years and years and years. And she's, she's the other utility person. Wherever there's a need, we can call her. These are the people that make it happen. We, 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 we want them. There's opportunities. The prayer team. 
I mean, we could go on and on. All of these people are volunteers. I mean, I, just, I can sit here and look and just see faces, you know. Every conference, Andy Mason is helping us make, make cassettes and tapes and thumb drives so that we can sell them and we can make money to go towards our budget, to, to meet our budget. And he gives hours and hours and hours to make that happen every conference. Ah, man, I mean, I just see faces around here. And forgive me, I don't want to forget somebody because there's many of you. But you're take, what you're doing is you're taking your gift and saying, I just want to give it and allow it to be used. Who knows? You may be the next Aaron Powell. Because if you can create, a, if you can create enough of a demand, I, 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 I bet you Steve and I will probably look at and consider hiring you. If you can create a demand and a need. What's God put in your heart? Two things. What's he put in? What's he put in? What's what's he, what's the gifts? What is he talent? Has he given you that you can develop even in your own personal life, so that he can so that you can prosper. Secondly, what 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 gift has he given you that that we need here at Bethel Cleveland, so that we can at our end game. Listen, it isn't like we're trying to be cheap and we don't want to pay anyone. No, that's not the end game. The end game is it takes, a, it takes an army. It takes an army. And we're trying to make it hard for people to go to hell. Flat out. That's what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to make it hard for people in our community to go to hell. And we need you to, to greet people and to shake somebody's hand and to pray for people and to run words and to run to run the front of the house and to do what you do. Our pastoral care team. Where's our pastoral care team? Kim Banks back here and doing sozo. You know, she's got a full-time job and she's she's just says stepped up to the plate and like, hey, I'll run a sozo ministry and I'll do this. We're all busy. We're all busy. Man, just watch what God does in your life when you say yes. We don't want, we don't need you, we want you. And I want every one of you to be a part. Every, every single one. Alrighty, I gotta go. I gotta get up to Millburg. Let's stand. Let's stand. Does this make sense? Do you hear my heart? Man, God wants to bless you right where you're at in every area of your life. Amen. Amen. God bless you.